Christina Castedio and I are new friends. I knew we were going to be friends and we would collaborate more the first time I ever spoke with her. You can go back to episode 39 to hear her personal story. Thanks, Allison, for connecting us. Christina and I have begun some discussions that can sometimes be awkward or uncomfortable for one or both of us. We're doing that for you. As a white woman in the South, I can only have that perspective from personal experience. Christina's perspective is from her personal experience as a black woman. And of course, each of you have your own personal experience. Because of that, we all have some questions or statements that may feel strange to say out loud. Am I going to be offensive? Am I going to sound ignorant? Am I perpetuating a stereotype? Should I only listen? Or am I even allowed to ask questions or even share my own thoughts? We want to help you break those barriers so you can ask each other the hard questions and say the hard things so that you and your friends can feel more at ease talking with each other. Our vision is for friends from different perspectives, whether that be different races, cultures, or beliefs, to listen to our conversations and be ushered into conversations of your own. True change and understanding will not come until it takes place at a personal level, the heart level. You will not fully know another until you know your own heart. And of course, know the heart of God. So James 1.15 says, Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. And I had made a note a long time ago. The one you feed will take the lead. Mm-hmm. When I read that verse. And so what I started. Sorry? What you feed will grow. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so I started thinking about like, what are we, those of us who are watching this happen and participating, mm-hmm. who are saying, I see hope, I see good change, um, I see people coming together, that's what we're working towards. We're mm-hmm. seeing it and we're, we're moving towards that. Those of us who are watching things happen and shaking our heads at it and seeing all of the negative, which there is negative. I will, I will give you that. Um, But if that's what we're focused on, that's what's going to grow and that will grow hatred and racism and division. Mm -hmm. So then I started thinking about, you know, from a teacher's perspective and now a mom, um, one of the most effective ways of educating is modeling behavior. Yes. Um, modeling. That's why when teachers are teaching you math, they show you example problems over and over. They're modeling how to do it. So if we are modeling the correct behavior, if we are modeling hope and modeling dialogue and modeling um, unity, mm-hmm. then those who are behaving badly, whether it's their actions or their thoughts or their comments, um, will start to take note. Mm -hmm. But if you stoop to their level and, you know, Oh yeah, I agree with you. Those Mm -hmm. as black folks are losing it out there, you know, anything like that, or those white folks have no idea Mm -hmm. what they should be doing or, you know, whatever form that might take, then we're just stooping to their level. Right. How do we model the right behavior with a lot of prayer. <laughs> yes. Because 
you know, there are times that I think I've been in conversations and I know the Holy Spirit has come in and taken over because I, on my own, could not remain calm enough to continue having certain conversations. Mm -hmm. And so we definitely have to invite help from our creator. (laughs) Um, But just, and if we keep in mind that our kids are watching. Yeah. And how would we want them to act? My daughter said to me yesterday, she, I said, I said, I think that I'm Martin Luther King and you're Malcolm X because she's a little (laughs) bit more militant than I am. Yeah. And um, she said, mom, I think if you weren't my mother, I would be burning things down right now. (laughs) And I laughed and I thought, I kind of like that feistiness, but at the same time, yeah. But if I was a different person, you know, if I was responding to people with hate and impatience and all of that, then she would be doing the same. Mm-hmm. So I, and you know, when I think all the way down the road, that's an issue of safety. <laughs> you know, you can't go out in the world as an angry person because bad things happen when, when people are angry. I think also doing the things, things that we don't feel like doing because we know that it's good for our kids. Our family went to a prayer vigil yesterday and I did not feel like going. (laughs) I had taken a nap and wanted to stay in bed, but I thought I cannot keep talking about this stuff, sitting at the computer and typing it Mm -hmm. on social media and not actually do something because it's not going to sink in if the kids don't see that it's real. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we have to do things that we don't feel like doing to, to model how we should be, you know, it doesn't matter if we've already got it. Like we got it. We've been educated. We know how to do things, whatever, but they don't, and they've got to see us do it. Talking about it is not enough. So we're going to have to do things again. We don't feel like doing. I feel like not talking about race as a Christian. I feel outnumbered by louder voices Mm -hmm. who want to capitalize on the anger rather than find a solution. Right. How do we make our voices of reconciliation, the stronger ones without being, you know, like your daughter said, without being the ones that are going out and burning stuff down to get attention. Right. I've kind of um, decided that I can calmly and peacefully give people information and share my heart and the Holy Spirit has to do the rest. I can think, well, that person should have said been stronger about what they said or Mm. whatever. Maybe I need to, yeah. But all I can do is point people to Jesus, really. And first of all, I'm not sure how you argue (laughs) with that, Yeah. but point people to Jesus and let God do the rest. Like I'm not God and I, it is not my responsibility to change someone. Mm -hmm. So 
I, I have to trust that he's going to do, I have to let him do it because how many times do we screw that up? Yeah. How many times do we play God and think, well, I'm going to make them mm-hmm. learn. This. I'm going to teach them. They're going to get, I'm going to change them. You can't change anybody. Mm-mm. So I think that's, and just not when I'm scrolling through fate. Well, I don't actually scroll through Facebook a whole lot. Things pop up, but when I start scrolling, I see things I don't want to see. So, you know, you see the words pop out at you of people that are, I feel like Satan's minions. Yeah. I just feel like Satan's got a bunch of minions out there right now and they just run their mouths and say hateful things and um, just set everything on fire, you know? So I just quickly scroll past. I, I know that if I read it, I know that if I engage in those conversations, it's not going to be anything nice mm-hmm. and I will not represent Christ. So I have to stay away from it. There's no point. Again, I'm not God. God can handle. Sometimes I think it's necessary maybe to throw a little focus on God's truth, throw his truth in there and stay with that. Mm-hmm. Focus on that. And, you know, um, 2 Corinthians 10.5, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought mm-hmm. to make it obedient to Christ. If we would all do that, then a lot of this, the fires would die down. You know, and Jenny Allen talks about that in her book, um, get out of your head mm-hmm. talks a lot about that it's it's all about what we we have to change our mind we have to mind our minds and pay attention to what's going in and what we are feeding it and then there's also philippians 4 8 finally mm-hmm. brothers and sisters whatever is true whatever is noble whatever is right whatever is um pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Why do we think he tells us that? Yeah. Because God knew he created us. He knew what was going to happen in our minds when we focus on negative things. We lose hope for one. And when you Mm -hmm. lose hope, you die. Mm -hmm. Like hopeless people, truly hopeless people take themselves out. And God knew that that's how our minds would work. Mm-hmm. So, but if you're focusing on whatever is true, which is difficult right now, because how do we know what's true in the media and such? I say, quit watching it. God will reveal it to you. Most of it we don't need. We don't know what's true. Why would we argue over things when we don't even have information we know to be true? Yes. Um, whatever is noble, whatever is right. There are some things that are clearly right and wrong. Mm -hmm. Killing someone or hating someone and hating in as far as God is concerned is the same as killing. Yeah. Um, Why would we do that? Why would we do that because of somebody's skin color? So we know that that's wrong. So Mm -hmm. focus on what's right. Focus on what's right. He is telling us what to focus on. He, the whole handbook is in the Bible. <laughs> yeah. How to deal with this stuff. Yeah. So why is it so hard? Um, I was just telling a friend that 
I wish we could just go back to when we had those different colored bracelets that said WWJD. <laughs> like, yeah, that's what this boils all down, all boils down to. Yes. What would Jesus do right now? Right. What would he say to us if he was walking around watching all this happen? Mm -hmm. And I really wish he would just come say it to everyone. Just come on down from the cloud. Yes. Speak a word. Reset. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Please. <laughs> Please. But when he comes, we get to be with him. So. Yes. I know a lot of us are like, Jesus, let's go. Let's go. We're ready. <laughs> We're ready. But, but, yeah. You might be waiting on others who are not ready. That's right. To get on board through right. this. I think it's changing a lot of people. That's why I have so much hope, I think. I think a lot of people are being pointed to Jesus. Yeah. And, and Christians. Yeah. Have yes. not been focused on him. And that actually has been my biggest focus because we are the ones who can make such a difference mm -hmm. because we have a supernatural power that we believe in and draw from. So Christians need to start using that and for real. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's that's I think mostly who I speak to because I see some very Christ unchrist like attitudes mm -hmm. and ways of thinking and and acting in the church and it's killing me. And some of them are people that I have so much respect for. Like you know the scriptures, yep. you have done amazing things with your life, mm -hmm. and yet how do you recon reconcile your racism with your mm -hmm. beliefs? Well, they don't consider it racism, first of all. Or your judgment or right. your, you know, whatever you want to call it. It's wrong. Right. How are you reconciling that? Well, here's one thought that we have had to deal with in our family, that there are people who I know love me and my family deeply, mm -hmm. deeply but they don't love people that look like me. We're the ones, we're okay. Those custodios, they're okay. They're different from You've proven yourselves. Yes. But there are some, and I, I'm going to try not to use the word racist because most people are not that. Most people are racially prejudiced. Mm -hmm. um, and everybody can agree that we have prejudices. Everybody can agree that we prejudge. Mm-hmm people situations whatever so let's go with that um I, I know that there are people they love us so deeply but if their child or grandchild wanted to date one of mine mm -mm, that would not be okay mm -hmm. <laughs> or somebody else who looked like me and that is very difficult you see that a lot in the church and but they're not they're not prejudiced because they love the Custodio family or they love, they get along really well with that black guy or that black woman at work. And they're so nice to the mailman. They talk to him all the time, you know? Yeah. I mean, so people are able to justify because they don't think they have that problem. Yeah. But that's where we've got to check our hearts. Mm -hmm. You know? And I do the same thing with, certain people you know some people are just more palatable to us than others mm -hmm. and that's not okay right right yeah we've all got 
some prejudice or bias, mm -hmm. not necessarily about race, right. um, about people who are Christians or not Christians, mm -hmm. um, people who are Republican or Democrat, <laughs> you know, it's all, it's all there and it's all wrong. It's mm -hmm. all wrong. All right, friends, get out those old bracelets. What would Jesus do? Just keep pointing each other to Jesus and stop trying so hard to be in charge of each other and let God be in charge. And I'm saying that to myself too. Church, we've got to rise up. <laughs> it's time for us to lead the way in doing what is right. At some point in our four-hour conversation, Christina and I talked about you don't even have to have Christianity as your faith, or any religious belief for that matter, to have some sort of moral code and value system. And in just about anyone's value system, treating others the way you want to be treated tends to be the golden rule. So let's just keep pointing each other to that. I hope you heard something today that encourages you to speak up, to point someone to Jesus, to have some hard conversations, ask some hard questions. Say some hard things, do some hard soul searching, and let's start changing things, guys. Thanks for listening. Make sure you're following both of us. Keep us updated on what you're talking about, and we will talk to you tomorrow.